1: Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It was a big day for media on Wednesday as we finally got to talk to Chiefs running back, yes, Chiefs running back, Le'Veon Bell. So we will start with him. We'll go to Andy Reid. We'll take a quick break. You'll hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes and new center the guy who started last game for the Chiefs at center, Daniel Kilgore. But the moment you've been waiting for, here is the newest Chief, Le'Veon Bell. Hey, Le'Veon. Welcome to Kansas City. Two questions here for you. Uh, w- when you go back and look at the past two years, why do you think it didn't work out in New York?
2: And then the second part to this question is, you obviously had a lot of choices during your brief free agency
1: period. Why pick the Chiefs? Um. Well,
3: the answer to answer your first question, um, you know, I'm not, it's it's not you know too much I can say about as to why it didn't work in New York it just didn't work out you know and um the fact that uh you know it didn't it kind of led me to the position I am here today um and you know when I had the opportunity um you know once I was you know a free agent um you know talking to Coach Reed um just over in that course it's like it was just kind of undeniable to come try to come here help this team um you know any ways that I can help them out you know. Um, You know, being an opportunity to play with Coach Reed is just going to be, you know, magnificent for me. So, um, play with these players around, um, you know, uh, Patty Mahomes. Um, I never played with a player, you know, MVP-wise, you know, so um, it's going to be fun. You know, I think it's a lot of weapons. It's going to be fun for me.
2: Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam.
4: Hey Le'Veon, welcome to uh, Kansas City. A couple things. Um, first of all, how do you feel like you fit into um, the Chiefs offense here? And second of all, um, are you okay with a lesser role? You, you saw how Clyde played the other night and how he was on a roll. So you okay uh, playing a lesser role than what you had in, in Pittsburgh or New York?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously when I, when I decided to come here, I already knew, you know, the weapons and it's only one football to kind of go around. So um you know the time where I do get my opportunity, um, I think it's going to be a lot of opportunity um, to kind of show um, what I can do in some space. You know, running routes. Um, I think this offense is really fit for my, you know, my skill set. Um, I think Coach Reed um, does a good job of, you know, getting backs the ball in space, and um, I just, I'm glad I got this opportunity.
2: Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Hey, Le'Veon, welcome to Kansas City, man.
3: Um, when you were watching the game on Monday, what was going through your mind watching your uh, new team for the first time? I was just like, this is unbelievable. Um, when I was watching, it's just kind of like, um, as a defense, it's just so tough to stop because you got so many weapons and you kind of just got to pick your poison. Um, so when you got, you know, guys, you know, at the coaching position and the O-line and, you know, the quarterback position, they all making the right decisions and doing the right thing and everybody's on the same page. Um, it's just really a tough offense to stop, you know, so um, I'm going to try to come in and, and fit in where I can, um, you know, and make some plays.
0: Next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, on. Welcome. Like everyone else said, wanted to ask you just the reaction to the guys both in the locker room today for the first time and just what your phone showed you of your new teammates when it became clear that you had picked the Chiefs to sign with.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a lot of excitement, you know, from. You know, the coaching staff to, you know, the players, fans, you know, um, they really embraced me being here. And I loved it. You know, I love everything about it. I really feel like, you know, everybody welcomed me here with open arms, um, you know, and this is really a, a relief, you know, coming here. I don't really feel like pressured about anything. I just want to come here, you know, be happy and play football, you know, and people are allowing me to do that. You know, so I'm, I feel like I'm in a, in a great spot, great place. Um, and I'm eager. I'm ready to roll. Let's go next to Breland Moore. Go ahead, Breland.
0: Hi, Le'Veon, welcome to Kansas City. Um, first things first kind of expound on Nate Taylor's previous question here. Um, what kind of went into this before? I know Chris Jones, your friend, was advocating a little bit on social media before you announced you were signing, but did you hear from anybody else while you were still in that decision-making process? And also, you gotta ask, uh, have you had a chance to sample any Kansas City barbecue yet?
3: <laughs> um, actually, the first day I got here, I actually did have barbecue. I had some wings, and they were unbelievable. Um, that's the first thing. Um, secondly, um, yeah, during the process, Chris Jones was definitely like, I trained with Chris Jones over the, you know, in, in the summer off offseason. Um, it was just crazy, like, you know, when I, was coming, when I was a free agent, you know, two years ago, he was kind of advocating me to come here. Um, it didn't happen. Um, you know, so when it came out the second time, you know, he was kind of making jokes like, hey, don't, don't, don't make a mistake again. You know, you might as well come on. Don't make the mistake again. And uh, you know, he stayed in my ear on me about it. Um, I'm glad he did, you know, what I mean it ain't like he gave me much influence. I kind of wanted to come here anyway, but um he uh he definitely, you know, was in my ear about it. Um and I'm glad he was.
2: Thanks to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete.
3: Hey, Le'Veon, welcome
1: to Kansas City. I know that there were interesting endings to both the tenures in, in Pittsburgh and New York. How do you think and in what ways can Kansas City realign with who you feel you are as, as a player?
3: Um, you know, obviously just coming here and just, you know, getting on a great team, um, great coaching staff, you know, just kind of just reinvent myself. You know, I think uh, it's, I, I you know played at a high level for so long. Um, you know, I've had like a year, uh, two years where, you know, it's not been a high level. You know, people kind of look at it like that. Um, so I just want to get back here and just get my feedback under me, get in a good offense, um, get, get the ball when I can, some space, not have too much pressure on me. Um, you know, just play football. You know, not really, you go out there and play football. That's what, really what I want to do. Um, I think coming here is going to give me the opportunity to do that. You know, it's, it's a lot of players. Um, I don't necessarily got to worry about, you know, how many times I'm touching it or, or things like that. I think. I just want to kind of fit in, and when I do get it, make plays. You know.
2: Let's go next to Ed Warder.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, Le'Veon. Um, as you change teams in the middle of a season, what are your what are the things that are, are most challenging for you uh, to learn in this offense, so that you can play uh, quickly? And what kind of role would you expect to have Sunday in Denver?
3: Um, I mean, I think the challenge is just really is like a the terminology of you know, the words, so, um, you know, prior teams, you kind of know what protections and uh, names are here, just like different names and things like that. But um, it's not too tough. You know, I think um, the longer I stay in my playbook, the more serious I am about about my playbook, Um, that's the bigger my role would be. You know, I just got to get a grasp of everything. Um, I think so far I've been doing a good job Um, and I'm going to continue to grow. You know, I I know there's probably no limit to this offense and what he can do. So. Um, I just want to continue to grow, grow, and keep learning, learning. Um, we'll see where it goes.
2: Got time for a couple more guys. We're gonna go, Seren, and then Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Seren. Uh,
4: just real quick, and I'll follow up after this, Brad. Just can you, uh, maybe I'm not sure how it works uh, when a guy opts out in his number. You're wearing 26. Is that available? And you, you grabbed it. Was there some conversations? Did you have to do anything to get 26?
3: Um, I just asked, was it available? Uh, they said it was, so um, I okay. said, it was. <laughs> okay.
4: Easy enough, easy enough. Okay, I didn't know if maybe it was it would be an held back. Your, your style, right? You, you kind of had your, you're the first guy to really just kind of come to a complete stop and take a look at what all is going around, right? And then hit the hole, find the hole and, and burst off. Nobody had really ever done that. How is, is that, you know, you had great blocking as well in Pittsburgh. I know you, you know, stand up for your offensive lineman there as well. But does that style work everywhere? Or is that something that you got to kind of shift and adjust depending upon who's in front of you and how the play calls work?
3: Um, everybody kind of like talks about my style and I, I just feel like for me personally, um, there's times where I'm patient and there's times where I'm not, where I'm not, you know, like if the hole's there, I'm going to take the hole, you know, but if it's not there or if it's a small hole and I can create it, make it bigger, then that's when I try to improvise. I try to manipulate defenses and that's when you see the patience kind of come in. But, you know, if I'm running, you know, outside zone or something, the hole's there, I'm going to stick my foot in the ground and take it, you know, but a lot of times in football, you see it, defenses get paid too. So, they're going to make plays, they're going to have, you know, the O-line may not get the greatest push on the D-line and you may have to help the O-line out a little bit, you know, and that's when kind of like the patience kind of come in, you kind of see like I'm kind of setting things up. So, I mean, it really depends on the play, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily try to go in thinking I'm trying to be patient, I'm just kind of reading my blocks and improvising what happens.
1: The last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. You watched the game on Monday night.
4: You saw the way the Bills were trying to play against the Chiefs and specifically just sort of the running lanes that opened up. So how different do you anticipate the defensive attention being on you here compared to what it was in New York?
3: Um, Yeah, I think it'll be um, a lot different um, just for the simple fact that, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you know, we run a little bit more, open sets here you know I think um there when we ran it it's kind of a little more downhill here it's kind of like horizontal reverses misdirections all type of things you know so defense don't really know if you're coming inside outside or way outside you know screens all type of things and I think uh you know in this offense there's so many guys carry the ball there's so many different directions it's kind of hard to prepare for one guy you know so um I think that's the biggest the biggest thing for me.
2: Le'Veon, thanks for your time, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. As
5: far as injuries go, um, the guys that won't practice today are Taco Charlton, Alex Okafor, um, Schwartz, Mitch will not practice, or Sammy Watkins. Um, But other than that, everybody else will go. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Broncos. Um, We saw what they did uh, back in New England and... Uh, how much emotion they played with and the skill that they have. So, uh, we've got to have a good week of practice and uh, get ourselves ready to go up there uh, and play. So, that's what we're starting on uh, today as we as we gather back again. So, with that, time's yours. Let's
1: go first to Sam Mellinger. Go, ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Uh, I know we asked you a lot about this after the game the other day, but now the offensive line, now that you've gotten a, a chance to see it on film a few times. Um, what did you notice that may or may not have been different? And do you, do you expect that change that you made at center to be permanent?
5: Uh, well, it'll probably be that way this week. Um, so, uh, but they're all, they'll all be ready to go and, uh, and we'll just see how it rolls. But I, I thought the guys did a good job up front. Um, I was good aggressive football and uh, they you know they did a nice job for for the runners i mean the runners um had space and and utilized it uh with good vision and pressing the hole doing all the things that the fundamental things that they they do and it allowed
1: so many of these turn the mic off huh?
2: Just there we go. sorry guys technically let's go to pete sweeney go pete
1: with Le'Veon in the building, we're about to get him in a few moments and I was wondering what the plan is for what he will do this week and then potential availability this weekend.
0: Yeah,
5: I think we'll take it day by day, just see how he, how he does and what he's comfortable with. Um, You know, one thing you try not to forget is how much volume you have in the, uh, you know, at at this point in the year and so, um, it it really, you got to just have good communication between, between us and, and, uh, coach and player at that time. So just to see exactly where he's at, but go get in, a new practice and we'll see how it goes. Yeah,
2: Let's go next to Herbie Tiopi. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey coach, good morning. S- specific to the offensive line, um, Martinez Rankins, his his six-week practice window opens today coming off of the pup list. Um, how much do you anticipate potentially seeing what he's able to do, or is he still considered week, week by week in your opinion?
5: Yeah, well, he hasn't done anything. So Herbie, we'll just see how he... How it works out for him, and um, kind of take that day by day too. I, um, you know, again, we, we just have to see. That's why they have this in here for. Us. So you've got a three week period there that you can you can know, work with, and and uh, let's just see how he does and where he's at right now.
2: Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, I um, wanted to ask you
4: about McCole Hardman. Um, what do you Obviously, he didn't catch a pass on, on Monday. What do you feel like it's going to take to, to get him going here?
5: Yeah, you know, it just, that's how it worked out. I mean, uh, there are going to be certain games when, I mean, that's the way it is with all the uh, spots. So there are certain games that you're going to catch a bunch this week. D-Rob had, you know, the catches and intent. And so, I mean, uh, it just works out that way sometimes. Uh, but, He'll keep, he'll keep working and, you know, there's, there's stuff in it. it. just depends on how the coverages go.
2: Go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh Coach, uh, the,
4: after, you know, you've had a number of these games, the Houston game, this last game where you guys have grinded out on the run and maybe Patrick didn't have some of the, you know, uh, glamorous stats that he had in 18 where you were kind of in more back and forth shootouts. You know, it, it, there's almost like this tone, like, like, Patrick's not quite clicking yet. He's on pace for 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns, and three interceptions. If he just does what he's doing right now, Uh, is there? Is this kind of you talk to him about that? This is kind of the evolution. You're the hip new thing, and now you know they've kind of seen you for a couple of years. And and you know, not to get down or not focus too much on what people are saying.
5: Yeah, I you know you can look at uh, you you don't miss a beat on this. uh, But you look at the the quarterback rating and and that, and it's always high for him. He's, he's doing a great job there. Uh, really managing everything. And um, I, you know, I'm proud of the progress that he's made in so many areas, but he, I don't think he worries about all that. I think he just kind of, he's okay if the run game works, as long as we're winning, he's, he's real good with that. And, and he's still going to end up with, I'm sure, you know, as long as everything works out the way it's been going, you He'll end up with uh, with the numbers. I mean, that takes place, and it helps us. You know, most of all, it helps us win games. So, I I would tell you, just he just keeps doing what he's doing. He's he'll be fine. So, but he's got a great attitude about it. Yeah.
2: Go next to Harold Go Good, Harold.
0: Andy, uh, going back to Le'Veon, I know you're always you know, looking for new plays and, and wrinkles
1: to improve the playbook, and you've even gone back to the 40s and 50s for plays before. With the addition to Le'Veon, do you feel that this just even opens up more creativity, and then with 46 carries in one game, do you foresee maybe you're getting into 30, 40 range more often with uh, with a deep running back group?
5: Yeah, you know, you, every week's going to be different. I mean, that's just you play to these different teams, and they have different ways of going about their business against you, so but they have that flexibility. I think is maybe the most important thing to, and have players that can do those things. I think are important, and so Clyde, I th- I, my hat goes off to him. He was phenomenal, and um, you know it. It doesn't hurt to have a running mate or two, and you know we're lucky to have a nice group of running backs now, and um, different flavors it isn't bad to throw at a defense and. I think when you see Le'Veon, you're gonna see how big he is. He's a big man, and um, and so that's a different flavor than maybe what we have at the other spots. But um, somewhere they're all gonna play. I mean, that's just how it how it goes. But Clyde sure had a nice day and he's had a great year, and um, you know, we'll welcome in another another helping hand doesn't doesn't hurt at all.
2: So we got two hands up. We'll go Nate and then Todd to finish this out. Go ahead, Nate.
0: Hey Andy, I wanted to start with this. Um, I don't think we saw Taco leave the game early on Monday. Uh, is there? Is it? Do you know exactly what his injury is, or if he needs? If it's a personal day for him? And Brad, I'll have another question.
5: It's not a personal days. He is hurt. Um, he, you know, it happened later in the game, and and uh, it just it started bothering him. It, it was his knee, and um, you know, we'll just see see how it goes. I, uh, give them some time here to let that thing heal up and see see how bad it is. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. And, and then secondly, Andy, I know we're getting close to the trade deadline. I ask you this every year it seems, but do you think the trade market is any different this year just because of how different everything is?
5: Well, well the one thing you notice, you got so many guys now with, uh, with the new rules, uh, all the people you can keep. So your roster looks bigger than, than before. I don't know if that changes the, th- thought process and trading, but um, I'll be curious to see how things go as it winds down here, you know, but it doesn't seem like there's been a ton of movement
1: uh, up to this point, for sure.
2: last will Todd Levo. Go ahead, Todd.
1: Hey, Coach, I wonder if you guys have any concerns at all about Le'Veon fitting into your locker room. He's had a pretty uneven last couple of years with sitting out and then getting released after signing the big deal. Uh, just what are your thoughts about him fitting in with you guys and did, how much research did you do on him as a teammate before you guys brought him in?
5: Yeah, we, you know, Brett doesn't let anything slide. So he checks into everything. Um, and then we obviously know people. i this small, small fraternity in this league. So um, I think he, you know, we felt like he would fit in fine. So it uh, would be your answer. Yep.
2: Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Take care. Thank you.
1: You just heard from Le'Veon Bell and Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, and now we continue on with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. morning, Patrick. You said after the game with some of the RPOs, you had to sort of force yourself to let Clyde or whoever was the running back in run. How much has the way defense has kind of played you this year made you grow as a quarterback and, and seeing different things?
2: Yeah, I think uh, it seems like every year we're getting a new scheme or a new way defenses are trying to go uh, get about playing us and going against us. And so for for us, it's about being patient now, being patient with the run game, being pa- patient with the, the short passing game, and uh, keep taking what's there. I mean, if we're going to do these 12, 14 play drives and we're still scoring touchdowns, they're just as effective. And uh, for us, we're just going to, whatever the defense presents to us, we're going to go against it in the best way to have success.
0: Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey Patrick, to
4: to those of us that I guess that don't know the game quite on the intricate level that you do, it seems like some of what you're seeing defensively is similar to what you've seen last year. Is it similar to what you've seen last year, or is there a lot of differences in what you're seeing this year?
2: It kind of goes in different phases. If you uh, if you looked at us uh, through my career, uh, at least at the beginning of my career, it was a lot of zone coverage, and then it became a lot of pressure, a lot of pressuring me and trying to get the ball out of my hands and see if I could pick it up. And then last year. Uh, similar, it started off with zone, and then it became a lot of press man coverage, Uh, and this year, it's kind of just been a lot of deeper zones, and not letting us uh, get free releases off the ball, but uh, still playing that zone coverages, and so uh, I think our our team's doing a great job of adjusting every single year, and making those adjustments quickly to to have success, and uh, I'm sure we'll be presented with different stuff as this year goes on, and we're going to try to take from what we've learned, and and have success. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. (laughs)
4: Hey, Patrick, um, since you've been the starting quarterback, um, you know, Tyreek's been out in a lineup for periods with injuries, Sammy Watkins, uh, McColl wasn't even here when you were a, your first year as a starter. So just wanted to know, but Travis Kelsey's the one guy that has been there throughout and just want to know what kind of security that is for you, knowing he's out there no matter what else is going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just a mismatch for for defenses to cover. I mean, he's someone that in man coverage, it's hard to find a guy that can that can guard him. Uh, it's got to be a special type of athlete on the other side of the ball. And then in zone coverages, I mean, he I mean, he played quarterback for a little bit while he was in Cincinnati, and so he understands how zones work and and how to get himself open in zone coverages. And and obviously, this year we've seen a lot of those zones. I think that's why you see the success that he's having so far. Let's go next to Ed Warder. Go ahead.
1: Ed. Yeah, Patrick, um, I'm just wondering. What was the what do you think the message was or how did the players in the locker room receive the fact that as good as you guys have been, you're defending a Super Bowl champion. You go out and take this opportunity to acquire uh, a player who has recently been among the best running backs in football. And you talked about mismatches. What kind of a mismatch player do you see Le'Veon Bell potentially being?
2: Yeah, I mean. Uh, first off in the locker room, I mean, we're extremely excited. I mean, if you've looked at how Veach and Coach Rita have, have kind of put this culture together, it's about bringing in great players and breeding competition. And so we're excited for him to be in there, be a, a part of the team, being a part of the culture of, of winning and uh, being able to go out there every single week and keep getting better and better. Uh, and then he's, I mean, obviously he's a mismatch coming out of the backfield. I mean, uh, uh, the way he's able to run routes, the way he's able to split out and, and basically be a another receiver out there, is, it's it's pretty special. And uh, and uh, he's gonna get a lot of matchups that I don't think he's had uh, recently with a lot of linebackers on him. And I'm sure he's pretty excited about that.
1: Let's go next to Vahé Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahé. Hey Patrick, um, Brad, I got uh, two questions, both related to Denver. So I just asked the first one, um, Patrick. Just obviously, we've talked about this before, but when you think about the injury last year at Denver, what what's what do you what do you think about what what how do you process that in hindsight? And I'll we'll have one other Brad.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had kind of a up and down uh, uh, experiences in Denver. I mean, I've had the, the win my first game ever starting uh, that that week 17 game, week 16, whatever it was. Um, then I had the Monday night football game where we got the comeback uh, victory. And then I had that game where I got hurt. Um, but uh, if, you, if you've looked at it, I mean, it's a great atmosphere to play. And I, I like going there. Uh, I mean, obviously not the fans this year, but they're usually a great fan base. Uh, they they love their football, and so I'm excited for it. And uh, it's going to be a snow game, and I'm I'm pretty excited for that as well.
1: It, the the thing I really want to ask you about was that first start. What what do you remember about that feeling? And can you take us through the Demarcus Robinson pass that many of us remember uh, from that night?
2: Yeah, that that first start. I mean, it was a crazy one. First off, it was it was extremely cold. Uh, I think it was, it felt like it was like zero degrees outside. So uh, first time planning that type of weather and then just going out there having fun. I mean, that whole year I'd been on the scout team kind of doing my thing and trying to make myself better, but I didn't know exactly how, how it had helped and all that work that I'd put in and if it had really paid off. And I just remember getting out there and during that game, and the the difference that I had felt from the preseason that year until the week seventeen, it really stamped that uh, that all that work that I was putting in was paying off. And so it was exciting feeling. And, and that D rod pass man, it just seems like it, that stuff just continue on. When I start scrambling, he's usually the guy that that is the recipient on the other end.
0: Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Patrick, I wanted to ask you about the red zone. When you know teams are trying to limit the amount of possessions you guys have, it makes that obviously a little bit more important than it already is. Just what have you seen that's worked of recent in the red zone when you guys don't have a penalty um, like what occurred in the open game?
2: Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, I think as long as we're not hurting ourselves, we're doing a good job of, of being positive. If the touchdown throws there, we're throwing it and connecting on that. If the the checkdowns there, we're throwing it, getting upfield, getting it to manageable uh, second and third downs. Um, and then, and then there's some fourth downs that Coach Reed lets us go for as well, and we've been executing on that those as well. And so, uh, I think we we took it inf- made it a big emphasis this year. Uh, last year we didn't have the success that we wanted compared to the year before that in the red zone. So I think that uh, that hard work is paying off, and hopefully it continues because that's a, a big changing point, a big turning point in every game. All right, looks like we've got three more. We'll go right down the line. Darren Salmon and Seren, go ahead, Darren.
0: Hey, Patrick. Uh, uh, hope, hope all is well with you. I want to ask you something a little bit off the field. Uh, we as black men don't really talk about it much in our community, but mental health. Uh, you know, the fact that a couple of weeks ago I asked you about standing up, you know, hotel or whatever if need be to, you know, to, to get the season completed. But you're 25. You you just said that, to, you know, you just got engaged. Your fiance is about to have a baby. How is that? How have you been able to maintain mental sanity through all this and been able to translate that on the field? Because obviously, as you mentioned before, you know, you sleep in a separate room. You may not be able to do the things that you want to do along the way with her uh, through her pregnancy and stuff. How, how has that made you a better man and a better football player by handling that?
2: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that I've always done is keeping things in in perspective, Uh, being able to know that that I've been given a lot of things uh, from, I mean, given a lot of opportunities and stuff like that and understanding that it's a blessing. It really is a blessing and and trying to just be grateful for every single day that I get to come here and do what I love. Um, And then also surrounding myself with great people and great great mentors and and great leaders around me. And I think uh, having those people, being able to talk to those people openly um, and really really show them exactly uh, what my feelings are and how I'm feeling day to day has really helped me be the person that I am today. Last two, we'll go Sam and Sarin. Go ahead, Sam.
1: Hey Patrick, um, you've always been pretty self-critical, right? Like I think you've been more expansive on maybe plays that didn't work than good plays that you had. I think that's fair. But um, just overall through these six games, how would you rate how you've done personally?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've I've done well. I mean, I've done well well enough to 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 win the games uh, for the most part. I always, I always look to improve, always look to get better. But I feel like as an offense and 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 me personally, that we're really improving game by game and really understanding what's there and what to what to what's there to be had and what's there to go get. And so uh, we're we're doing a, a great job of that. And uh, I'm just excited for the progression of, of to keep getting better and better. And as we get more and more challenges, being able to step up to that challenge and make adjustments quickly. And uh, I don't think we're doing a great job of that so far. Let's
0: go last to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin.
4: Uh, Patrick, uh, I know you talked about that winning is what motivates you, uh, you know, early on when you, you came on, you had that incredible season with 5,050 and all the numbers were there and it kind of set the tone and, you say the right things here at these moments but we also see moments on the field where maybe there's like a, an inner fire maybe counting out one two three four maybe counting to ten different things that maybe you're driving you we we saw the last dance and Michael Jordan almost you know making things up you know that guys said about it that weren't even said to kind of drive him do you have even though you come and handle this seemingly perfectly uh is there a side of that to you where you are reading something that's written or somebody else around the league has said and that that drives you and motivates you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think like in the the day and age that we're in, I mean, you're going to see stuff on social media and stuff like that. And uh, you try to just still stay within yourself and then go out there and prove those people wrong. But in the same time and the long picture, I mean, there's a lot of great players that have came before me and that I'm trying to do whatever I can to try to get to those levels. And so uh, I'm in a great position here with a great organization, with a lot of great guys around me. Um, but I know that I'm going to take advantage of every single day if I want to get to where I want to be at at the end of my career.
6: Patrick, we appreciate
1: the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hey, Daniel, congratulations on the first game and and win there. When did you find out that you were going to get the start, and then how do you think it went communication-wise with Patrick Mahomes?
6: Uh, I found out uh, the first of last week, and um, I was prepared for that. Uh, It's kind of my role coming in here. And uh, once I found out, Patrick and I, we went right to work, and I felt like the communication it built throughout the week, and uh, when it came game time on Monday night, we were ready to go. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
0: Hey, Daniel. I have two questions for you, and I'll start with this one first. What did you feel like worked well for you and the offensive line as a whole, considering there were so many moving parts Monday night? And then, Brad, I'll have another one.
6: Yeah, I think what worked well was our uh, week of preparation, and, um, you know, you're always prepared as offense lineman to be able to step in. And, um, you know, when I was told I was going to be starting, I was ready. And then when game, game time came around, Mike would move to right, right tackle and Nick had to step in. So I think the preparation, the testament to the coaches getting us prepared, I think that's uh, really what set the tone for uh, the game.
0: And you joined the team in training camp. You already knew how talented the group was coming from a Super Bowl win. Just what is your reaction to knowing that you're going to add Le'Veon Bell behind you, uh, someone who could you could also block for, you know, as soon as this Sunday?
6: Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. Honestly, um, this offense has always had these weapons, but uh, you add one more element to it, it's uh, an exciting thing to be able to block for and uh, be exciting to watch. Let's go next to
0: Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Daniel, good to talk to another
3: native Tennessean, by the way. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, um, you know, the different running backs that you guys have there, you know, Clyde's going to be different than Le'Veon is, and Le'Veon's going to be different to Daryl and Darwin. How do you as an offensive lineman go across preparing for that when you know there's going to be three, four, maybe, who knows, and then Mahomes scrambling, too? How do you go across preparing for all that?
6: Uh, you don't really pay too much attention to who's back there. You, you uh, For me, it's always – been about getting my guys in the right direction uh, making sure that we're sound in our assignments and our technique no matter who's back there they're going to make us right and uh, so it's going to be exciting to see all those guys work together
2: go to matt mcmullen go ahead matt
1: hey daniel kind of a similar question here but you guys had so much success uh, as an offensive line on monday and uh, clyde actually was asked what it was like to have a career day and he said well it's a career day for the offensive line too how much fun is that to be opening up those huge holes and for Clyde to take advantage of them?
6: It was really fun. Um, it's been a while for me to to play ball. You know, I came in late to training camp and and to be able to get out there and play the first time and, and to run the ball the way that we did, it was really fun. So uh, it was uh, it was great for the offense line to be able to execute and, and Clyde to come in and, and, you know, make, I mean, he had 94, I believe, yards after contact. So he had a huge part of it too, but it was really fun.
2: We've got two hands up. Let's go, Blair, and then Seren. Go ahead, Blair. Hey, hey, Daniel. Can you just take us through take us through your um, uh, decision to come to Kansas City and what your expectations were when um, you know when you got here?
6: Uh, yeah. So that decision, I was in Tennessee at my house with my family. We had just had our second daughter, and so um, training camp had already started, and. There's a, there had been a few phone calls and I told my agent it had to be the right situation. Well, not men not many teams are or there's only one defending Super Bowl team that called and uh, it's hard to turn down Coach Reed and the Hall of Fame coach and, and this staff and Mr. Veach. You know he uh, he had a good pitch. So just the the excitement to be able to come out. You know I I jumped right on board. I wanted to make sure I had everything taken care of on the home front before I did come out. Because we were at home, I was not in a training camp or or with the team. So I wanted to make sure everything was taken care of with my family before I did come out. But um, obviously really excited to come out and play with these guys.
2: Go last to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin.
6: Uh, you know, we hear a lot about
4: uh, Andy Reid and his in the verbiage on on all the plays. Le'Veon kind of talked to it about what he's learning and going through it. Um, once you get through it, though, you've obviously had a number of different uh, OCs, a number of different uh, offensive schemes and everything. Um, once you get into it, once you immerse it, is it harder? Is it more complex? Is, is, is football football? It's just a different way of getting there. I'm just curious how you see, you know, his his offense from a center, a guy who's got a lot of things you got to take care of up there each time compared to some other offenses
6: you've been in. Uh, Yeah, each coach is different. Um, I've had uh, offenses that were similar to this, and I've had some that were uh, – one word, uh, offensive plays. So um, this one being the, the, as wordy as it is, it's still ball. Um, it's just different verbage. Uh, you just got to listen to the whole play call and, uh, you know, they do a great job of changing, changing it up when they need to. And, um, you know, as far as picking up the playbook, uh, that's what I've been doing the last few, few weeks. So it's, um, it's been good. You know, I, I'd say it's spot on with what I've had in the past as far as not being over complicated or, or too easy. It's been within reasoning. Does it put more on your plate as a center or maybe take some off your plate? I think, um, I think it's the same amount. I, yes. I want that same pressure every, every, uh, every season I want to be able to lead the guys. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's been good for me so far.